Hey guys, I'm Matt Primo. Welcome to the Two Game Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host Christian Valencia. Uh, Christian, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. You know, I almost lost my eye last night, but that's neither here nor there. No, that doesn't surprise me. So yeah, I was roughing around with my my two-year-old son, and he decided to kick me with the heel of his foot into my eye, and then immediately afterwards, Hayami judo chopped me into the same eye. And then he just ghosted you, didn't he? Oh, that dude, he was like, he kind of just threw his hands up, like, what the fuck are you crying about? Stop being a little girl. Yeah, you're being a little bitch right now. So, I ended up having uh, corneal abrasions to my eye. Couldn't couldn't even open my eye long enough to even see anything. So, I'm all better now. With some, I slept like 11 hours last night. Oh, that's, you know, nothing, nothing new. I don't think I've ever slept that long in like the last, <laughs> not since being a parent. Right. But uh, now I can see, and we're going to get the show on the road. Just get some housekeeping out of the way. We're going to be, uh, I'm almost over The Last of Us, so we'll be doing a spoiler review this weekend, and hopefully that'll be out uh, another week, week or two, for y'all to listen to. Today we got a lineup of, first we're going to start our, our playlist for y'all, and then we're going to talk a couple of games, we're going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, and then Resident Evil Village. Uh, after that, we're going to jump into the only real news for the week, and that's going to be the announcement of a new Gotham PD show on HBO Max. And then we're going to have a quick discussion, our top five most anticipated games for the rest of the year. And you can listen to the first part of a three-part series on mental health in video games. And today's interview will be with Ryan Bourne. Uh, so we're excited to have that first discussion of the series and then, as normal, we're going to close out this episode with our weekly recommendations. I am almost finished with The Last of Us. I think I've got 24 hours into it now. So I'm thinking like another five or six, maybe. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's there, but it's not there. Like, yeah. I didn't know I was at the end until like it hit me in the face. It's like, oh, I'm here. Shout out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So, yeah, just just a couple thoughts on it. I've gotten to some parts of that game that I'm just like, dude, this is this is ridiculous. Oh, it it gets it gets worse. There's a there's a boss fight and it just happened recently. It was what you were talking about before uh I didn't want to spoil it for you, yeah. but I told you it was just like RE2. I'm fighting this boss and he's he's like one hit and quit and I'm just like, dude, give me like a second to run. Right? <laughs> but no, he's just like, "Oh, Bitch slap. Uh, but what, you've been playing anything differently, sir? Um, no, not really. I haven't. I was supposed to be going on vacation soon, so I'm trying to cram in a lot of work. But I've been trying to watch, you know, certain shows and stuff, trying to catch up on my backlog of shows. What you uh, what you watching then? Um, like I said last episode, I've been watching a little bit of Bleach, Log Horizon. I watched this new one, and I don't know if it was raunchy or it was just one of those. Hey, we occasionally, you know, have um, sex- sexual windows a lot, and that sounds like this podcast, but it's not the point. Is it like Black Bible? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't talk about Black Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Matt one day decided to hear about Black Bible, and... Instant regrets. Instant regrets, and I don't support you looking it up around your kids at no. all. No. Just, just take our word for it. Do not look it up. No, no, don't even, don't even think about it. Like it's that bad. 
Ah, I still have nightmares from that. God, I still have nightmares from that. You had mentioned something about it, and I was like, "Uh, I need you to prove me wrong. I was regretting it the second that I turned it on. Yeah. So, the the show's called Radiant, and I tried to get Matt to watch it back when, but, you know, his backlog is just horrendous. So, basically, they do a lot of sexual windows, but it's a lot of combat. Like, this kid can manifest magic in his hands, and no other, like, they have a disease where they're called sorcerers. Like I said, he's the only one that can do it with his hands. Shut up. He meets um, a bunch of friends on the way. They're supposed to go find this world called Radiant, and where he's supposed to save the world because this is where all the monsters come from is Radiant, and he's going to go kill them all. They just finished season one with it. I think maybe two. I'm waiting for the new stuff because I'm pretty interested. And you don't want to be like caught up and then be watching it when we get out of time? Hmm. How about that? Yeah. So I won't tell everybody my methods on how I'm, how I'm watching it, but I finally found the dub version of Sword Art Online, hmm. season three. The first episode, or first, it's like an hour long, it's like a double episode. And it hit me in the feels a lot, especially towards the end. Oh, I know. Did you did you check it out? Oh, I didn't check out the dub, but I watched the subbed, and it still hit me in the feels because you know I'm used to reading subbed. Like that, like the last like five minutes of that episode, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> I didn't remember I had feelings. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I started watching that, and really, that's between that and Goblin Slayer. I haven't really watched anything else. Oh, Goblin Slayer, that's such a great one. It's gruesome as shit, but. It's there. I've only watched like a couple of episodes since episode three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I've been listening to now, I've been actually listening to a lot. Crystal Lake came out with two new songs, and my God, probably the two best songs that I've heard from them. Oh, I did. I finally got to listen to them and sit there, and I was like, why didn't I listen to them sooner? Because Matt was like, hey, you need to listen to this like now. So the first song was Watch Me Burn, which is... More of a, I wouldn't say radio-friendly, because it's not radio-friendly. What but music it's, is? It's more, well, you got the boy bands and uh, stuff like that. Touché. Radio-friendly. Touche. But this song is more accessible. Hmm. So, it's got like this anthem-style chorus to it. it. Sounds like a lot of songs. Yeah. But then they hit you with the song Disobey. Oh, yes. And, my God, I thought they were about to rip my face off. And I was okay with it. All of it. It was probably it was one of the heaviest songs that I've listened to from them, and I was not disappointed. I've been listening to them, and then Fit for a King came out with a new song called God of Fire, and it has the guy from Crystal Lake in the song. It's not what I was expecting. It's more like synthy, which is not what you come to. No, I'm into it. It's not what I've come to expect from Fit for a King, and I was expecting it to be heavier, but it's got heavy portions in it. So, I mean, I like it. It's good. It's a Fit for King song, so it can't be bad, right? <laughs> no, it couldn't be at all. Actually, they just, they're saying they're coming out with a new album in September. Ooh. And I pre-ordered a vinyl. It comes with a digital copy. Steelbook? No, no steelbook. steelbook. Just the vinyl. And the vinyl looks dope nah. as shit, sir. It's like a it's like a smoky look to it. What are you going to do with a vinyl? Do you have something to play that? I do, actually. Oh. My wife does. Wow. Fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It was 20 bucks. It was okay. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> And I get and I get a free da- digital download of it, so. I mean, that's worth it, right yeah. there. That's done. I mean, yeah. you have Spotify. I mean, what's the difference? I can support my favorite band, I guess. Fair enough. I like so it. they can keep making music that I like. I don't blame you. Other than that, I've been listening to Crossfaith. Had oh. them on shuffle. 
Oh. Really good stuff. God, that's such good stuff. Indeed. And then I checked out Barry Tomorrow's new CD as recommended by Josh Franzik. And, I mean, it's good. It's Barry Tomorrow. No, I've never heard of them. Huh. I think you'd like them. Huh. I'm going to have to look into it. I'm going to have to show you some albums that they're going to... Uh, that, that they're really good. I've been listening to, you know, Breaking Benjamin, you know, the normal stuff. But I got into Of Mice and Men. Their CD, Restoring Force, is probably one of, you know, my favorites out of them. I mean, every CD's got their hits, but, I mean, this one, if you look on Apple Music and wherever, they have a lot more popularity for this CD than all the other ones. Every other one's got, like, one or two. Their right amount of, you know, screaming, right amount of singing. You're, like, entry into uh, some screaming music. This is probably one of those right up there, you know. It's their more accessible. Yeah. The Flood is kind of where they started getting more accessible, and you should listen to The Flood, sir. I will. Fantastic album. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I've been listening to them because, you know, my my long drive of 40 minutes to work every day is not fun. You're probably still hearing their previous Screamer. They don't have that Screamer anymore. Oh. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, they don't have him anymore. He actually used to be in a band called Attack Attack. I don't know if I... Yes, you did tell me about that. I just haven't had a chance to uh, backlog, as you say. Well, uh, you you stick with my, uh, Mice and Men. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, the the first Attack Attack CD is, is good. It's got a couple songs on it. But if you like their... Listen to their older stuff, Attack okay. Attack. I should. Like the CD after that, I think you would like. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. I'm going to have to definitely look into that on my 40-minute drive to work every day. You should. So the next game we're going to talk about is Cyberpunk 2077. It's coming out November 19th, and that's probably the third delay, I think. It was supposed to come out last year in November. Yeah, it was. And then they changed it to, what, April? I don't remember when they changed it to. I just remember they switched it to November, and, and here we're still waiting. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in April, and then, you know, coronavirus, and then just CD Projekt Red being meticulous as they always have been. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to push it back to November. Or no, no, it was supposed to come out in uh, September, and then they delayed it again to November. Hmm. So it's been three or four delays for this game. They are the uh, people that made The Witcher 3, so you know it's going to be this open world game, RPG, and you're going to have tons of side quests, tons of content. I know Witcher 3 has, what, 150, 200 hours of gameplay? Easy. Easy. And that's just with the quests. That's not even just roaming around and just doing random shit. Yeah. They're going to give a free update for PS5 and Xbox Series X when you buy the PS4 and Xbox One. So when you buy it on this current-gen system and you end up going to buy next-gen, the PS5, and the Series X, you can just basically download a little file and you get that next-gen game for free, which I think is really cool of them. The, the game looks amazing. It does. It, it's got that blend of Blade Runner, Total Recall, Altered Carbon. I don't know if you've watched those two movies or that last show that I was talking about, Altered Carbon. No, I haven't watched that one. I really want to, but, you know, backlog. Yeah, I understand. I sympathize. Hmm. So, they're all cyberpunk-style movies. You know, futuristic, and that's what this game is, hence the title. We don't know a ton about this game, because they're not really releasing a whole lot of information on it. They released some gameplay here recently, 
I know one thing, and it's the most intriguing, probably, of the game. You can customize uh, genitalia. Hmm. That's kind of awkward, because I guarantee you about 99% of people are going to have huge dongs and huge tits. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just... I'm curious what went into that that game plan. Like they're in they're in the meetings talking about this game. Like they're trying to make a pitch. Like, hey, okay, we we did The Witcher Three, one of the best games ever. We want to do this like cyberpunk futuristic game, and we want to do like this huge customization options for your character. And wait, ho- ho- hold on, Jim, hold on, Jim. Why don't we let them alter their dongs and their their tits? Sold. <laughs> Brilliant! Why didn't we think of this sooner? Yeah, like I just I, I wish they would have recorded that that meeting so we could all just watch it. There's that ten dollars extra. <laughs> ten dollars extra for a bigger dong. That's right. I mean, people pay much more for you know less. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me off, sir. I did. But uh, yeah, there's apparently. When people were playing this demo, they had four hours to play it. So it didn't matter how far you got. You had four hours to play it. So you get really far if you just didn't do any side quests or nothing like that. You had four hours max. And they said that the character creation options were almost limitless. Like, you can make it look like anything that you want. So, I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think they should have added a function. Not only, you know, for huge dongs and big boobs should have like you know if you have the camera be able to scan you and make your own character well that'd be interesting right have you in the game hmm because I mean a lot of other games have tried and it just failed like you know the Wii and like I mean you have this technology why don't you add it to that that'd be cool it would be and just give myself like a big old mohawk exactly yeah, just, you know, a steam. green mohawk I mean, I mean it'd help out I mean hey you want to try a hairstyle here you go that's interesting. Hmm. I like that take. I do. So it's a first-person action shooter. The shooting kind of reminds me of Destiny, which I'm all about because Destiny is one of my favorite shooters. And it's first-person, which is weird. Why would you make so many customization options for your character when you're not even going to see them? Unless they do like cutscenes and you can see them, but still. I don't know. Some of the cutscenes I'm seeing, you don't see anything. It's just all first-person. Like, I can't even look at my, my genitalia. I mean, you couldn't see it anyway. <laughs> oh, it makes me so sad. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know. We may, You may be able to see yourself. We don't know. There's more gameplay to be had. I mean, there could be a third-person area that we don't know about. I mean, who wants to play third-person? I mean, I don't if I'm going to do a shooter. No, I if shooters, I want it first-person. I hate the Gears of War third-person right. style of shooting. I agree. Mainly because I suck at it, but that's neither here nor there. And that's really all the, the stuff that we really know about this game. I know it looks interesting. I'm definitely getting it day one. And like I said, CD Projekt Red made The Witcher 3, and they put so much time and effort into that. So I can only imagine what this game is going to end up turning out. My only issue is The Witcher 3, some of those those quests get so repetitive and so elaborate that it gets kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm playing The Witcher 3, I'm still trying to play through that. You'll be going on the side mission, and you have to do the side missions because the main missions or the, the contracts for, like, all the beast and stuff like that, 
you're required to be a certain level to try to attempt it. And like you have to do these side quests in order to get that level up. Because the main mission doesn't get your level up that much. No. So you have to work through these side missions. And it gets so repetitive and so boring. That would probably be my only, only thing that I'm really skeptical about this game. See, my thing is... Like you were saying, it's like a Destiny shooter, but I've what I've witnessed, I've seen like the damage. Like you can see when you shoot them how much damage you do. So that reminds me of like Borderlands or um, Division. I don't know if you played those. Whatever guns you have does so much damage. So when you're saying those side quests in the main story, I can see you getting those upgraded weapons to do the main story. But I don't know how that's going to fully work. Because I mean like in Borderlands, you just found the guns treasure chests and all that but this one's gonna be like quest oriented they had to have the potential of finding a gun you know you just go kill somebody steal their gun but is it gonna be better than what you need right it's gonna be choice driven what was the uh the game that you you were playing last week that if you kill this person oh uh outer worlds, outer worlds. so it's gonna be kind of like that in this game so if you do this side mission anything that you do with that mission is going to affect later gameplay if you decide to help this person, then this other person is going to be pissed off at you and stuff like that. I'd say just kill them all. There's no story then. It's surprising me that you don't like Dark Souls because of that reason. You just kill everybody. Yeah, Dark Souls is too hard. <laughs> Shut I up. Get, I, get, I get pissed off really quickly. <laughs> right? I know firsthand. Hmm. A little fun fact. They're releasing a an anime in 2022 called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Ooh. Yeah. I knew you'd be intrigued by that. I didn't hear about that one. So it's going to be in the same universe as the game. Just going to be different characters and a different story. My thing is, why are you telling us this two years from now? Right? That makes no sense. Like, tell us next year. Save that. Like, I'm going to forget all about it eventually. But then again, you know what they should do is, like, Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know if you ever played that. No. They have a mobile game. And in the Kingdom Hearts 3 game, at a certain area, everybody's name that played the mobile game showed up on the game. Ooh. So, like, you got to see your name of your character on the game. So maybe they need to do a little something-something with that anime. Like, just randomly post-drop names. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah, but, oh, look, I'm I'm famous. <laughs> hey, look, there's Big Dong 77 playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Of course, they have to filter out names, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that's our preview on Cyberpunk 2077. I know we're not getting a lengthy discussion on this, but that's mainly because they're just being so stingy on the details of these games, uh, especially Cyberpunk, because, you know, one, it comes out in November, so they still have months to kind of advertise that and promote it. Yeah, they don't want to give too much, because a lot of games that came out that gave too much... We expected it and disappointed when it came out. Yeah, that's true. Look at Anthem. I remember us being on Ambulance, and when we first saw it, I remember you, the day that you first showed me that game, I was like, bruh. This looks amazing. Looks amazing. This looks like, I'm going to say it again, this looks like Destiny, but like to the 10th degree. It's like Iron Man and Destiny mixed. And I remember all the gameplay that we watched, we were like, ah, oh, damn, this looks so good. And then it released, and thank God I did not buy the game. Instant doo-doo. Instant doo-doo. So I was like, I'm trying to play this other game, and that came out. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait a few weeks and get it. Yeah. And everybody just shit on that game. Yeah, they and did. And 
So glad I didn't spend $60. Now it's, what, $5 yeah, at I mean, GameStop? I played so much into it trying to make it good, and it was just, no. That has to be, like, top five instant most re- disappointing games. Instant regrets. Instant regret games ever. I will go with this, and I can't say that I'm as disappointed in Anthem because I didn't experience it myself, but I will say that's the most disappointing game that I've ever seen because it has so much potential. Most disappointing movie of all time. I wonder if you can uh, guess guess which one, sir. Mm. I've talked about it before. Well, I'm sure you have, but you've also talked about a lot of disappointing things. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Oh, the dancing spider. <laughs> no, thanks. Most disappointing movie of all time. You can't change my mind. No, I don't need to. And what sucks about that movie is it had that awesome church bell scene. Oh, yeah. Where he's pulling off venom off mm-hmm. of him yep and it's hitting the bell that entire scene is one of my favorites in all comics but you have to watch like an hour and a half two hours of shit to get to it yeah and then you know emo parker yeah no, 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 we don't talk about that emo parker you know into the spider verse when they made fun of that scene mm-hmm. it was so perfect it like was. i don't think you could have made i don't think you could have done that in any other movie other than into the spider verse mm-hmm. which is one of the best spider-man movies of all time Animated. You gotta make that. Oh, it's the best animated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Best animated. We're, like, very ADD today. (laughs) (laughs) The next Spider-Man movie, the next animated movie, Mm -hmm. is supposed to make this one look like Dog Doo-Doo. That's what the creators... Good luck. Yeah. Like, what are you bringing to the table that's gonna make that movie look bad? I don't know. I'm still waiting for the the big three, uh, Tobey Maguire. What is it? Tom Holland, that uh, those the original, the OGs. Mm-hmm. Wait for that collaboration movie. Hmm. That'd be kind of good to see, but then again, has its moments. Uh, but yeah, that that's our thoughts on Spider Man for this episode. Mm-hmm. So y'all welcome. A little extra, a little extra for you. And the last game we're going to talk about is Resident Evil Village, aka Resident Evil Eight. It's in the title. Indeed, it is. They released a trailer for it during the PS5 reveal event that they streamed a couple weeks ago. They haven't said too much about it. They, it was strictly the trailer, and there's not a whole lot of info in that trailer. So this is going to be kind of a short preview. It's essentially going to continue the story from Resident Evil 7 with the character Ethan Winters. Chris Redfield is coming back. Ooh. Yeah. It's back to first person again. Yay. Indeed. I'm all about it. I think first-person horror games are amazing. I would rather do it that way than, you know, the Resident Evil 2 remake or 3 remake style. It's essentially supposed to be only coming to next-gen consoles. I mean, I can see that. I mean, yeah, the amount of detail they put in that. It looks really good. Oh, yeah. Really good. It looks super creepy. It's got this old European gothic look and feel to it. Yeah. And, hey, I'm all about it. It reminds me a lot of um, RE4, how they had the village Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff, but a lot more creepier and more detailed. And apparently, like we saw in the the trailer, they have like a quiet place, you know that movie, Mm -hmm. where you you make a sound, people come. Yep. He shot at, you know, Ethan and enemies came out of nowhere and like took you. So That's such a good movie. I know, it really is. I'm waiting for part two. (laughs) Right? But yeah, then they had... They showed a monster. They didn't really show the enemies that came and um, took Ethan and the old man in the trailer. 
but they did show the Wolverine looking uh, monster slash zombie because you know you don't know what they're doing now. It's either zombies or monsters or whatever. When I first saw that and I saw the werewolf, I was like, "Is this this is Resident Evil? It's supposed to be zombies." Wait, was this so, Harry Potter? <laughs> Wait, this is awesome. Why am I even complaining? I'm all about it. I'm not it get, it's it's something fresh. Yeah, you know? I agree. There's also witches. Yeah, say like with Resident Evil, you just don't know which way they're gonna go. Like Biohazard, they pretty much went with the, you know cannibal rednecks mm-hmm. in a sh- nutshell, and then they go back you know zombies, and then there was a virus, and now there's you know it's just you don't know which way they're going. And I'm glad they're changing it, but Resident Evil is always gonna be zombies. I'm sorry. When they changed that, I was like, well, I mean, but it was it was it was so fitting for that. I don't know if they should have made it a mainline game though. Yeah. I think it should have been like its own little like side trilogy yeah. or something. I agree. But oh my god, I love that Biohazard number seven. Mm-hmm. Love that game. One of my all-time favorite games. I remember us talking so much about that on the ambulance, and you know we have our favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I have a lot of favorite parts in that game. <laughs> that game scared the shit out of me so much. I've never been scared in a game until that game. Right, you just turn a corner and he's all, hey, <laughs> go on, get. <laughs> when you're uh like walking through the like the kitchen area and he just busts through the wall, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, God damn. <laughs> I'm so scared. And you go run back to the safe room. I mean, you know, like RE2 and 3, you know, they didn't jump in the safe room, so you were safe, mm-hmm. essentially. But I don't see that happening here. Once they, you know, once they broke the safe rooms, they're never going back. I guarantee oh, no. you that. No. I think on one side of the the fence, that's interesting because that adds to the suspense. Like you'll ne- you're never safe in this game, right? And that's really cool to me. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I need like five seconds to manage my motherfucking inventory. Right? Just, just let me breathe. Okay. Give me a second. Just give me a second. Give me a second. Like you said earlier, Chris Redfield. We'll see uh, where he's gonna go because it's buff Chris Redfield, not like the I I lost a little weight, you know, mm-hmm. Corona backlog. No, this dude looked like he jacked. Again, like in five. <laughs> he has a super soldier soon? Indeed, apparently. So apparently the game is continuation of RE7. Ethan and Mia are reunited, living happily ever after. Chris Redfield shows up, and he sets off a chain of events. I guess he fucks shit up, I guess. Mm, apparently Chris and Leon, just the shit follows them. Yeah, apparently. Hmm. Ethan is seeking answers for Chris's actions. So we don't know a ton about this game. They don't even have a release date. I'm expecting it to come out. It Resident Evil games normally come out in like February. Yeah. They said they've been working on this game for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Almost four years by the time it comes out. I mean, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Hopefully they have no delays like, you know, every other game. Right. I'm definitely not expecting it this year. I would expect it either February or maybe summer next year. But uh, I'm definitely interested in it. I've become a huge Resident Evil fan over the last couple years. Resident Evil 7 was my very first Resident Evil game. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Because that's when I started getting back into video games. Indeed. Yet again, you're welcome. (laughs) But at the same time, it scared me shitless. And and you were better for it. Right? So I played Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake. I've tried playing 4 on the Switch. The controls are so terrible that I don't think I'm ever going to play that on the Switch anyways. So I'll probably have to play that on Xbox or PlayStation. I just need to get you to play the original, the, the scariest one. Right. And it's on Switch, but yeah. I have the same thing where are the controls going to be shitty? Yeah, I mean, I understand, but, you know, 
Original. That's where it was at. Yeah. PlayStation, you know? Original PlayStation, OG. I actually recently watched rewatched the series. I still have the last movie to watch. And the movies are so different than the games. Yeah, it was disappointing. So different. I mean, I still watch them. They're interesting. But the way they went, it's like, did y'all have any sort of idea what you were doing in the very beginning? You were kind of just making shit up as you were. The first one was decent. The first three were really good. Yeah. But then when you started adding the characters in the game, and they didn't really have much of a point in the story. It was just to add them, just to add them. Yeah, like, oh, we just just want to add them to name drop them. And then half of them didn't even look like their counterparts at all. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, casting never does. No. So, you haven't played Resident Evil 3 yet, the remake. No, I played the original. I played RE2 remake this year. I finished it, anyways. And that was good. That was good. RE3 remake, I kind of liked a little bit more, but I wish there was more to that game. But at the same time, is is this game just, is it going to be as good if there's more to that story? Probably not. Probably not. So I'll take the six, seven hours right. of gameplay and just kind of move on. That's the only thing you can do. I haven't done any of the other games. I think I bought RE6, five or six, back six. when the PS3 came out. I think six. Five was... It's when they start off in the uh, the desert. I think it's five. I think it's five. I, st- I played like ten minutes of it, and I was like, ah, I don't really care anymore. Yeah, five. That's with Chris and that other chick. Yeah. Big swole Chris. Yeah. So I played that for like ten minutes, and I've never gone back to it. But I have it on the Switch, so maybe I'll give it a shot again. Yeah, five is better co-op than it was by itself. Oh. But I'm, I'm really loving the direction that Resident Evil, the games are kind of going in. The RE engine, the graphics, have been amazing since they came out with RE7. And I hope they continue that trend. I agree. Something tells me they're only gonna do they're gonna do like a trilogy of this first person Ethan Winters character, and then they're gonna move on to something different. I, I don't I don't see them continuing this first person aspect. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean they it's like a Call of Duty can come out with Resident Evil every year. I don't even know. See, I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of Resident Evil until the last what four years. So I don't even know what game I'd want to be remade next in the same engine. Everybody keeps saying Code Veronica. No, Code Veronica was. I love the story, but it was just. I don't know. It's just one of those things you just probably should just leave alone. I wouldn't mind a uh, RE4. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But pretty much, what's Village? Pretty much gonna be RE4. Yeah. Just a different character. I mean, they probably outplayed Leon, I'm sure. They just need to redo Resident Evil. The I know they've already remade it, the first one. Yeah, it was on GameCube. But that was, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. So they just need to remake it in the same engine again. Yeah, I agree. And that'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm definitely interested in this game. Huge Resident Evil fan over the last couple years. But uh, we'll keep y'all posted on when that's going to come out. But don't expect it anytime soon. So the only news that we have for this week is the announcement of a new Gotham PD series that will be debuting on HBO Max. It is supposed to be a prequel to the new The Batman movie that's coming out, I think, next year. And I do have some thoughts on this. It When they first announced it, all I could think of was the show Gotham and how disappointed I was with that show because the whole thing about that show was it's supposed to be based off the police and it's going to be before Batman, or Batman's not going to be in it at all. 
And then it turned into this thing where it was the please, Batman was young, and then why are we not putting Batman in the show? So they start kind of putting him in the show, but not really putting him in the show. He's only like a 12-year-old boy, I mean. Yeah, and all of his enemies are, you know, 20 years older than him. 40, 30. Like, even, like, the Penguin, like, he's stupid young in this one. Like, when Batman is Batman, when his prime, Cobblepot is, like, old. And every comic, any show you've watched, so I don't know how, unless some kind of weird thing happened between that like I watched two seasons of Gotham and I was just straight up disappointed they did something with Barbara didn't they make her like a, like a Joker fanatic or something like that I don't remember I don't think I watched that I know long. she ended, I know she ended up going to like, uh, like a mental hospital or something like that and I'm like bruh really right I just I don't know it was like they went off the wall everywhere with it that's literally the only thing that's been announced is the name of it it's supposed to be a prequel so nobody knows if there's going to be like characters from the movie are going to show up in there. I don't know why you would have... You would have to have the Commissioner Gordon from the Batman show up in this series. You would have to. Yeah, definitely. You can't have a PD movie and not have Commissioner Gordon in it. Yeah, you can't have that. There's no way. So he would definitely have to be in there. As far as the villains, I wouldn't go with the, like, the top tier villains. I think they need to aim for the bottom of the barrel villains. Like, uh... Victor Zaz, the uh, guy that cuts up people. Yeah, like they would need him in that show. He'd be perfect fit for that show. They could do, uh, they could do like their own. I don't know if they could do Hush. I kind of rather see that in a, like a legit movie. Yeah, Hush. And would besides, be too much to do. and he would be he he's too tied to Batman. Like that's his whole mo is Batman. Yeah. So Hush is off the table. Uh, could you do Killer Croc? Uh, I don't know. He's like in the medium range. Like. He's iconic, but then he's really not too iconic. But I feel like he would be too too big or too like uh shout out. <laughs> like I feel like Batman would ha that would be something that would Batman would have to take care of. Whereas Victor Zaz could be something the P D could actually do. Or they can do Azrael. Ooh. You can have him show up. You know, he's always trying to take over Batman's job. Right? Or they could do uh, Black Mask. That would be um, interesting how they uh, do uh, a thug. Because, I mean, it would work well with the PD fighting against the crime. I mean, you know, thugs, gangsters, you know, that would be work out. The Mafia. Yeah. I mean, that's what Black Mask usually Falcone. I mean, yeah, Falcone's well outplayed, man. Yeah, but you're, it's, a, it's a Gotham PD show without Batman, so they're going to have to... I mean, overplay some of the stuff that's already been played. I mean, I understand that, but Balcony's been in like what every show. I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with that assessment. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. I mean, I I understand that, but I mean, there's so many like low key villains that they could use. I mean, some of them are just funny sounding, like Lockup. I don't even know what he does. Or Blockbuster? Is he like the, the old video games? <laughs> does he video spit out, store? Does he spit out video games at you? I don't, or I don't, I don't know. Be kind, rewind. Right. <laughs> or, I mean, they could set up something with, like, Chase and Todd. You know, him coming around and have, like, a little Batman thing. I don't know, like, the video game, Arkham. So, I wonder if they're going to make anything about this new movie. Like, if they're going to have anything to do with Robin in it. Because if you don't have Batman in it, you could always put Robin in it. Right. Like, maybe, like, they're going to set up Robin later. 
but like he's not in the the actual movie. But oh, he's over here in his like little fucking Nightwing. Yeah, I don't think Nightwing's ready for the TV yet because you know nobody can get him right. Well, this is the opportunity. I want Nightwing so bad. Yeah, they might get him. They might put him in there, but they definitely wouldn't get him right. I don't like your pessimism here, sir. I, I mean, I'm it's optimistic. It's one of those things. It's it's realism. But if they if they put anybody, it would have to be Nightwing, because he he's the only one that operates kind of like on his own, aside from Batman. And they wouldn't have to put him in the movie either. Yeah, because I don't think they have a collar big enough for, for both of them. Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> we. We've talked about it already, but that, that suit, suit that suit's horrible, Chinchy McCook. <laughs> it's not it's not the you know the the collar that's like six feet high, almost like <laughs> spawn up in here. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like he belongs in like a, a Backstreet Boys video, right? That collar popped. Jesus, like a like an S and M Backstreet Boys, right? <laughs> oh God! Another little tidbit about the show: it's supposed to focus on the corruption of the police department. So my my thoughts are you're gonna have to go in all in on no Batman, or you're gonna have to bring him in, and bring him in legitimately. And Robert Pattinson ain't gonna do this. No. no. So it sounds like your only option is to negate Batman altogether. Just mention him, never bring in Bruce Wayne, maybe Thomas Wayne, and just like mention Bruce's name. Like, oh yeah, Bruce was doing this the other day. He's being a little dick or something like that. You know. But never show him. Don't show anything Bruce Wayne. Because then you just open yourself up to so much criticism. And that's when everything goes out the window. Kind of like the Gotham series. You bring him in and he's 12 years old. You're like, dude, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it takes you out of the show completely. Right. And same thing with the Joker movie. Bruce Wayne is not in that movie at all until the very end. And then it's like, oh, well, dude, y'all gotta fuck this up. Like, you had something great, and then all of a sudden, oh, you slipped at the end. Yeah. So, either go all in, or not in at all. Shut up. Are you gonna, are you gonna watch it, sir? Uh, I may watch a few episodes of it, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still not sold on this Batman, so, if they're gonna go in with Mr. Uh, Vampire, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm hopelessly optimistic about it, and I think that's only because I'm such a huge Batman fan. It's understandable, sir, because, like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Batman, too, but when I saw that, I was like, I don't... You already did this. Right? I mean... And do, failed. Do Batman Beyond. Like, that would have been a perfect setup, because, don't get me wrong, he probably wouldn't have been a great Terry Mickness, but it would have made more sense. But I don't work in the biz, so I can't make those decisions. It's like, they, they want to do a Batman show without Batman, but they won't put Batman in the show that's not about Batman, and it's like... You're screwing this up. You're already messing with the plot and everything. It's like, dude, just... If you want to show it without Batman, fine. Make a show without Batman. Don't bring him in at all. Never. I agree with that 100%. Like, there's nothing you need... Batman doesn't even need to be anywhere near this. Just name dropping and, like, maybe newspaper clippings. Was it the Titan show where it was, like, the first season? All you saw was, like, the back of him? Uh yeah, it was that or they just mentioned him and like I know I know they I know he, he came in I know he came in at the very end. Yo, he came I mean he But you never saw him. It was it was only like him you only saw his shadow. Yeah, you only saw his shadow till like the I think season 2 and they were like, "Oh, let's bring him in." 
but he was more of not Batman. He was more of just Bruce Wayne, and I was okay with that. And he was older. He was. I have I haven't watched season two yet. It's outstanding. You should watch it. So, my last question about this little news is: Should the show be rated PG thirteen, or should they dive into the rated R, kind of like the Titan show? And you dive into rated R. Because the rated R and the Titans made it so much more bearable than a PG-13 one would have been. Fuck Batman. I mean, right? I mean, that was iconic. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. I just made a mess. <laughs> they did the trailers for that. I mean, with that phrase. And they preached the crap out of it. And, I mean, it got better every time. Except for, you know, when the show actually came out. I was like, I've already seen this thing, but I need to watch it again. Regardless of what you think about that show, the opening theme song is one of the most badass songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, preach? <laughs> I remember us just, like, dancing in the front right? of the ambulance watching it. It was awesome. <laughs> Good old days. See, if you're making it a prequel to the Batman movie, I don't think they're going to make it rated R. I mean, I can see that, but... But, but I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think they have to lean into rated R, but I don't. Th- they shouldn't do it just for... Gore for gore sake, you know. They right. need to do it like, like Wolverine uh, Logan did. Oh yeah. You know they finally got the rated R, and it wasn't just blood just for blood. It was actually explicit content, rated R mature content, and then uh, some f bombs dropped in there as well. Amazingness. But yeah, that's that's really all we know about this. Uh, they haven't released too many details about it, and we'll keep you all posted whenever we find out anything. I know we just had a hour-long Batman discussion a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it just turned into another 30-minute Batman discussion again. It did. And I'm not sorry. But guess what? Batman sells, so. That's true. So moving on to our last discussion for this episode, we're going to talk about our top five anticipated games for the rest of the year. Now, Christian and I both have kind of the same game, so we're going to just combine our list. Indeed. And to save y'all time from listening as well. So, and these are not in any particular order. Number one, Cyberpunk 2077. We've already talked about it earlier in this episode. I'm very interested in that world, just immersing myself in this huge uh, gameplay experience. I love the style of it. Everything about it I've liked so far. It's one of the things that I'm looking forward to the most this rest of the year. I mean, you have Keanu Reeves. I mean, what else do you need? Oh, yeah. And Keanu Reeves is in there. I totally forgot about that. I didn't. He's a savage. Yeah, Savage. Um, a little bit of uh, John Wick. Indeed. I enjoyed those uh, movies very much, though. But we're not talking about those movies right now. Yeah. Because that's a whole other discussion on its own. Indeed. They're amazing, by the way. So you should check them out. What's next on our list? Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously we talked about earlier, Ghost of Shishima. Ready for that era of game, hopefully. Like we said earlier, the difficulty in games doesn't ruin it. But that should be coming out at the end what, the 17th of this month? Yep. And uh, I'm really excited for this in- this endeavor. And the other one that we are both anticipating is Halo Infinite. Fun fact, I've never played a Halo game before. How do you never play a Halo game? I've played every one of them except for the last one. Yeah, I've never played them. That's why, that's why I am so interested in this game, because I've never played one before. You played one, you played them all, basically, in a nutshell. I mean, yeah. the story was great, don't get me wrong. The story is very intricate, but just pretty much a first-person shooter. In a nutshell, it's more of like, I'm going to go kill these aliens and um, destroy them. 
That's pretty much it. Throw a grenade, shoot them. I do like the shotgun, though. Very personal. <laughs> Close and personal. But I just I wasn't into those style of games when they were coming out when I was when I was younger. I played a lot of honestly I didn't I didn't have an Xbox then, so I had an N sixty four. I was playing you know Nintendo games, and then when those games were coming out, I was really big into NCAA football and Madden, and that was essentially what I played for for the greater portion of my life until I introduced you to things. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. And then uh, another one that we're we're excited about, or I'm excited about, definitely. I know he's gonna be excited for as well. Is Spider-Man Miles Morales? Ooh, yeah, that game looks so good. That sounds outstanding. Are they coming for the PlayStation Five, or they don't know? Uh, it says holiday 2020. I would assume that they're doing both, but Sony has come out and said, yeah, when PS5 comes out, we're not doing shit for PS4. I mean, I don't blame them, but I'm kind of hoping for, uh, you know, Miles Morales uh, PS5. I haven't heard any confirmation on whether this is like, this isn't DLC, because they haven't said the words DLC. Okay. So I'm assuming this is going to be like another, it's going to be like a shortened game. Mm-hmm. So does it build off of the first one? Like, are you just strictly, you start as Miles Morales and go, or does the story build off the first one where you start off as Peter Parker and then you start playing as Miles Morales? I'm assuming it's the or does Peter the Parker former. die and then you take over because there's only, according to comic book lore there can only be one Spider-Man in one certain universe yeah, there you go so how's that gonna work ready to hear more details oh, I'm, I'm on this game about that. and it's coming out later this year so I'm all about it because that Spider-Man game was amazing it was that story hit you in the feels it did so much it was, it was the perfect Spider-Man. It should have been a Spider-Man movie because it was so perfect. So my next one, and this has not been confirmed yet, but they said it could come out in the end of 2020. But as 2020 has been going, who knows? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. We all played the first one. If you haven't played the first one, I don't know what you've been doing. Go play it. The second one, they haven't really released anything other than they're making it. They said it was supposed to come out the end of this year, but then again, how these games have been going, we may see a delay. Maybe next year. Who knows? But if it's anything like the first one, count me in. I think I'm pretty close to 100 hours in the first one. Oh, I have easy 60 hours, but I never played the DLC yet. And that game looks like, like you know how uh, Ocarina of Time and then Majora's Mask followed. It was basically the same game. It just made Majora's Mask like significantly darker. Indeed. I think that's what they're going to do with this game. I hope so. I hope so, too. I'm all about it. I agree. I'm super excited for Mortal Shell. I didn't come into the Dark Souls world until, you know, after Dark Souls. So to play a new Dark Souls-like game, I'm all about it. 100% there. And then, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima, which... Wait, did we already talk about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So my next one would be Gods and Monsters. Created by the same guys who made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It has the Breath of the Wild feel. Like, it has the open world. It has that Breath of the Wild had. All that jazz. Side quests. Main quests. They haven't really released too much about it, but it looks really good. And I think it's supposed to be coming for the Switch. And I'm pretty excited to play it on the Amulets. 100% agree. 
So I'm just going to ramble off four other games that I'm kind of excited about. One of them is DLC, so I guess that doesn't really count. Three of these games don't have release dates as of yet, so they could be released this year. We're anticipating them to be released this year. Neo 2 is coming out with some DLC uh, July 30th. I want to get back into Neo 2 so bad, but whether I have the time for it, I have no idea. But I'm definitely excited about the DLC. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ooh, I did see a bunch of gameplay of that, and that looks fantastic. I've only played one Assassin's Creed game ever. And which one was that? That was, uh, which one just came out on Switch? Three? Yeah, three. Oh, the, uh... American Revolution yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one. And I played five, six hours to it, yeah, and I was like... Yeah, the Switch one wasn't that great as the original. No, it, it, it was real, uh, glitchy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested in jumping into my first Assassin's Creed game, and I have Odyssey... I've just never played it because so you know it's good RPG style Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I just I haven't had time to even jump into that, and I know that game is it's kind of The Witcher Three where you're going to be spending your entire life in that game. Yeah, uh, Outriders, which is a shooter, it looks really good. We'll we'll end up talking about that when it gets closer if they ever release a release date for it. The game that I am most anticipating, and I wish they would just give me a release date, Hollow Knight Silk Song. The sequel to Hollow Knight, its own game. You're playing as the the Hornet chick. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, like two years ago. Yeah, it was supposed to come out late last year. I remember a Nintendo Direct came out and it said, "Oh, it's gonna be released later this year." And uh, you know, two years later. Waiting. Yep. But hey, I will continue to wait as long as it's amazing. Indeed, I will definitely wait with you. But those are our uh, ant- most anticipated games for the rest of the year. Let us know what y'all think. What are y'all ready to play? What do you want to see us play? Indeed. You know? We'll definitely play it. Or talk about. Indeed. We'll do that too. You just you just let us know. We'll we'll look at it. We'll look at some gameplay. Do some research. And you whatever. Can see, we rant a lot. We do. And I'm here now with Ryan Bourne. He's a EMT and currently in paramedic school to get that gold patch. How are you today, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. At school right now, actually. Uh, I'm sure that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. You might you might have different opinion once it, you know, you get it. Uh, it's been pretty fun so far. Not the school. School's been terrible, but the work's <laughs> been fun. <laughs> uh, it only goes downhill from there. I promise you that. Y'all are in a uh, capstone right now, right? The the end the end of it. Yeah, we're finishing up right now, doing skills and simulations and everything, getting ready for mock coming up, and then our big test in August. Well, uh, good luck with all that. Like I said, it's all downhill once you get to Capstone. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the confidence. (laughs) But uh, the reason why we have Ryan born with us today is we're discussing mental health in video games, and we're trying to spin a positive light on it instead of the negativity like the news media tries to, to spin on it. But first off, what, what games are you playing right now, Ryan? Well, right now, I am switching back and forth between Call of Duty and um, Elder Scrolls Online and some Skyrim here and there. Ooh. I recently got Skyrim for the Switch, and it's kind of like a tough game just to like just start because it's kind of like overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. So I'll be, I'll be playing that eventually once I get through Breath of the Wild DLC. Uh, anything, any bands you listen to that you can, you want to share with anybody? Well, I've been listening really heavy to NF. 
I don't know his actual name, to be honest with you. But I'm listening to a lot of him. It's like a rap, but he's not a mumble rapper. You know, it actually lyrics make sense, and it's it's great to listen to. It hypes you up. It's there's definitely some mental health factors that come into it too. Oh, listen to him and uh, a lot of Amy Affliction as well. I listened to their like first album, and then I fell off of them like hard. Oh yeah, I definitely fell in love. Like the first first album I listened to, it was just love at first listen for me. They they've gotten very uh, I think political here recently in the last couple of albums or on social media anyways, and it's kind of turned me off of them. Yeah, honestly, that's why I try to stay off of social media. I listen to the lyrics. I listen to the bands. I really don't care what their stands are because I know as soon as I read their stands, I'm going to lose all interest. Exactly. Well, I don't want to keep you on here here too long. Uh, have you ever gone through depression or anxiety in your life? Like, like you've gone through like a real dark time, like the world's ending for you. Oh, most definitely. Um, so... My incident was about two years ago. It was Christmas Eve. I actually ran a 911 call. I'm not going to go into details, but it's one of those ones that you sit back and you're like, is this job really for me? You know? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I'd been here already for six years working, you know, a Hammond unit. So I'd been exposed to bad calls before, but that one really, really took the cake for me. And after that, I remember coming home and, you know, I didn't listen to any music on the ride home, which is unusual for me. I skipped the gym for about two weeks and it was just depression random things would give me anxiety that never never messed with me before and it was just really really a tough time for me the thing that I've learned in EMS and I've been doing it for 11 years now it it can hit you at any moment it's you know you could be day one and you can get that bad call and that'll ruin you for the rest of your life or it could be you know year 15 and that could be your bad call. You know, everybody's going to have that one bad call eventually that is going to put them in that dark time that you're you're talking about. Exactly. Now, without going too specifics, was it did it involve a kid? Yeah. So, normally that's what uh sends any kind of paramedic or EMT in a depression. Normally, it's the it, it's the calls that involve pediatrics. And I have a handful of them. There, there's actually one. The call that I, I'm, I think about all the time. I drive by this place every single day to work. And the the call, it just it haunts me to this day because I know I could have done so much better, and I fucked up that call so much. And you can't help but think, hey, maybe I'm responsible for this or. But you know, in the end, you're not responsible for it because it was just it was it was just gonna go downhill regardless. You know, just on that particular call. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, that's all. That's all mine was. It was pretty local in Hammond. It was actually a car crash, and it was just doomed to fail from the start. You know, we roll up and everything's already way downhill. There's no coming back up from it. It's just, you know, here's a shit sandwich and take it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And you you can't even process it while it's while it's going on. It's after the call. You're just like, oh shit, what, dude? What did we just What did we just do? You know? Exactly, exactly. It's and after then, the call. After you sit down for a second to, you know, 
eat your sandwich or, you know, smoke a cigarette or relax or take a drink from something after, you know, your adrenaline calms down. It's the immediate realization of what I just went through. And guess what? Dispatch is calling you, asking you to 10-8 for a transfer. We actually had it um, pretty good. Our dispatcher at the time knew exactly what was going on, and they put us 10-7 for a little while to kind of rest and recover and recuperate. It was, it was actually pretty impressive. Dispatch was calling us. We had a supervisor meet us at the hospital. Everything went, you know, as far as our coworkers go, went pretty well. They came up and, you know, hey, are you okay? You need anything? Do you, you want to talk about anything? Yeah, it was it was actually pretty nice. I'm going to get to that part right there because you were talking, you were, they were asking you if you want to talk about it or whatever. Uh, I, I specifically remember another bad call that it, it was, I, I had nothing to do with it. Like there was nothing that I did wrong on it because there was nothing I could do, you know? And I, I essentially held this fetus in my hands. Like it, like it was early stages of pregnancy. I held this fetus in my hands and I just told my partner, I was like, just, just drive. You know, I had, I think I had, I was, my, my wife was pregnant at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And it, that, after that call, like I just blanked on that call. I mean, there was nothing I could do anyways, but after we got done with that call, I just, that's the only call that I've ever cried about or cried on. I just sat down at the hospital and I just, dude, I cried like a little bitch. Not even gonna lie. And I've, I've been there. Yeah. And we went to the station and I sat there and I remember calling my brother. Cause that's usually the guy that I talk to about all this crap. You know, people can say, hey, you need to talk to someone about it. You know, it's, there's kind of give and take with, let's talk about it, you know? But did you, did you ever talk to anybody, like a counselor or a teacher? Not a teacher, but like a, uh, like your parents? So I actually, I kind of brushed it off. Cause, you know, I, I put it in the back of my mind, like, you know, I got a job to do. I'm here to do a job. I'm not really going to worry about this right now. So I kind of let it sit for about, two or three months instead of talking about it just kind of let it eat up at me you know i was skipping the gym i wasn't eating right my home life was suffering but i had a realization one night i was sitting down playing video games you know i used to work night shifts so i was, was off that night i was playing video games and every game i played i just didn't i had no interest in it whatsoever and that's when i knew something's up i need to talk to somebody you knew shit was, was real Right, right. When I can't enjoy a single aspect of my life, <clears throat> I was like, uh, I should, I should probably talk to somebody. So I actually called my partner that ran the call with me, and you know, I told him I was like, "Hey, man, I just, you know, I really need to talk to you about something." So we sat and we talked for, you know, a good little while. And I went to a counselor for a minute, for about two or three sessions, just to kind of you know, get it all off my chest. And it was actually great because she was a, a crisis counselor. Like she dealt with stuff specifically like that, like cops, law enforcement, um, hospital workers, you know, people, people like us who really don't have an avenue to talk to people mm -hmm. that know what we're doing. So I've used a counselor once. It wasn't by choice. I was in paramedic school and a teacher told me to go talk to the counselor. So I went and talked <laughs> to the counselor and, uh, you know, I at the time it didn't really. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was helping me. I was just being like, "Dude, what, I'm just wasting my time here, man. Nobody really cares about my problems." 
But you know, there actually are people out there that care about your problems. And, Definitely. And they just want to they want to help you get through this because you know there's people out there that want to help you and they don't want to see you suffer through the depression, anxiety, uh, suicidal thoughts. I mean, that's how, it's exactly how I am because I was, man, I was right there. I was on the edge of the cliff ready to jump and, you know, I reached off that lifeline. I got it. So you had exactly what it feels like. You had uh, suicidal thoughts during this time? Oh, definitely. And that's, that's usually what happens, guys. Uh, for all those people that don't know about EMS, the ambulance, you know, we have to deal with this stuff and then we're expected to run a call as soon as we're done. Things that people look on the internet and go oh shit wow and we're we're dealing with that and then we're having to do more calls like that right afterwards right it's it's not like the movies and tv shows where you know everybody is there's 10 people on an ambulance or you know 20 people on scene where you get to you know kind of share the burden amongst everybody it's you and your partner and maybe a couple of firemen and that's best case scenario yep and then after the call, you the only person you have is your partner. Yep. And hopefully you have a good one, you know? And unfortunately for us, a lot of us too, a lot of our significant others aren't medical. Ex- so that's that's another another burden too. Because mine at the time, love her to death. She's a great person, great, great, great person. You know, she does anything for anybody as long as you ask for it. But talking to her, she just didn't understand you know i'm trying to describe it while not you know subjecting her to it you know, and it's hard so big shout out to everybody that's you know dating somebody ems or healthcare and has to put up with our nonsense most of the time oh 100 percent. my wife is she's she doesn't understand but she's so empathetic towards what we do you know she she knows we're balls deep in just like you said shit sandwiches all day and she's very empathetic, but you know, at the end of the day, she'll she will never one hundred percent understand right what what we go through, and that's why I use my brother Josh to talk through all this stuff because he's been in this stuff before, you know. Yeah, I've met Josh a few times. He's a really great guy to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah, he's very very uh, approachable with this kind of stuff definitely and you know he's he was a paramedic for 11 years i think 11 12 years and so he's seen a whole bunch of shit himself but uh, i don't want to keep you on the phone much longer uh one more question for you did you said you kind of got away from games through this through this dark period of your life did you ever get back into games and like it really start to help you i did so after after i kind of processed everything it took me a minute to you know, when to get back into it, because I had not really a lot, but I had a few triggers that would kind of set me off and make me just instantly lose, you know, all interest. But eventually I picked up Elder Scrolls Online for, I think, the first time. I found it, a friend of mine showed it to me, downloaded it, played through it, loved it, because it was one of those games that you could really immerse yourself in. You could, you know, immediately start off the bat with, you know, the main quest and the main storyline, or you can go through and, you know, look for resources, start mining, start fishing, do stuff like that. So it wasn't, you know, A to B. It was A through get whatever you want to do done, and you could really immerse yourself into it. That's what helped me the most, was being able to detach myself from the real world and go into the video game world. 
yeah, just find that game that you can just sink hours and hours and just like get lost in it. That's that's exactly what I did. I leave my couch to you know go use the restroom or go get something to drink, get a snack or something like that. And other than that, if I was off, I wouldn't have work. I had nothing to do. I'm sitting there playing Elder Scrolls, definitely. Well, good deal, man. I'm well. I'm glad. I, I had no idea that you were going through that, and I just want you to know that if you do ever have anything like that again, dude, I'm here for you, man. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Same to you, man. No problem. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing your experience on this uh, real sensitive subject. Not many people in this world want to talk about mental health and you know what they're going through because that's the thing. The hardest part is to to get to that counselor, to get to the point of wanting to talk to somebody. And right. most of the time, video games and mental health, they revolve around negativity. The, the news media spins this as video games do not help us. But a lot of times it does. And uh, like I said, I know you're busy with school, man, but thanks for coming on the show this week. Really appreciate no it. Thanks for having me. All right, man. All right, you have a good one. You too. And we're going to close this episode out with our weekly recommendations. What you got for everyone, uh, Christian? So I have, unfortunately, another anime because, you know, that's all I ever watch. Um, yeah. I mean, I watch regular shows too, but I watch a lot more anime on the truck because it's a lot more accessible and quick. Shut up. So um, it's called From the Commonplace to the World's Strongest. Pretty much this group of kids get sucked into some world of magic, you know, the common Japanese-style anime. They all have certain classes, certain roles, blah, blah, blah. But this one character ends up getting betrayed by someone. I'm not going to spoil who if you're going to watch it. But um, he goes through hell in the dungeon, like in the lowest part of the dungeon, and has to survive monsters that are way over-leveled than he was. And he comes out um, a badass, as they say. And he finds his way, you know, out and pretty much goes on a marking spree and meets some friends on the way. And they're pretty badass, too. So I think there's only one season and I think they're working on season two now. And I'm okay with this because I'm definitely going to watch it. And this can be found on uh, Funimation? Funimation, uh, Hulu. I think Netflix is getting it as well. But I know Hulu and Funimation have it. Indeed. So uh, what you been? Uh, what you going to recommend, sir? This movie came out a few years ago. It came out before the movie Logan. It has Hugh Jackman in it, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's called Prisoners. So, basically, there's this family. There are these two families. There's Hugh Jackman's family, and then there's Terrence Howard's family. And they're both really close families. The They both have daughters, and they go outside and play. Well, come to find out, you know, a little bit later in the day, they're like, Hey, have you seen so-and-so? No, they were outside a little while ago. And they can't find him. So then they call the police because they can't find him, right? Day after day goes by. They still haven't found their daughters. The whole point of the story is how far would you go, like, if your daughter went missing? I'd go pretty far. Yeah. So in the movie, they see a uh, like an RV parked near the house before the girls went missing. So they find him. And that's, like, the the pivot point for the movie is... They find, I'm not going to say who, who who does it or whatever, but Hugh Jackman finds this boy that they think is the one that kidnapped him, but they can't keep him in, you know, in jail because they don't have anything on him, no proof. And he goes and kidnaps him, and he starts doing uh, torturing to the kid. What movie is this? An excellent movie. It's rated R. 
is probably one of my favorite Hugh, Hugh Jackman movies. Obviously, Logan is probably my favorite. And then this movie, and then The Prestige, also has Hugh Jackman in it. Great movie. Has Also has uh, Batman, Christian Bell. Hmm. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Hmm. How convenient. Have you seen that movie? No, I've not seen that movie. Dude, it's a magician movie. Ooh. Yeah, but it has like that that twisted flair of Christopher Nolan in it. Like you don't know what the hell's going on. Um, you have my attention. The Prestige is a fantastic movie. He did it right before he did The Dark Knight. I think he did it in between Batman Begins and Dark Knight, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I'll allow this. So it's got like that memento Inception thing where you think you know what's happening, but <laughs> wrong, wrong. <laughs> Great movie. And it's about magicians, so I mean, where can you go wrong with that? Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I, I recommend uh, Prisoners. I haven't seen it on like Netflix or Hulu or anything like that, so unfortunately, y'all going to have to go out and buy it. But trust me, you will not regret it. I mean, I he showed me a little snippet of it, and I'm, I've never seen it, and I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah, it, it's just... Hugh Jackman is just unbelievable in that movie. And, you know, speaking of Hugh Jackman, because I do have this, like, crush yeah a man little man crush on him hmm. how about that <laughs> and it reminds me of a few years ago when logan came out and i said the same thing about my man crush on hugh jackman you did and kyle arnold first off i get a friend request from hugh jackman like not long after i had posted this on facebook that sounds set up i get a friend request from hugh jackman i was like bruh bruh talking about my heartstrings huh <laughs> like hugh jackman want to be friends with me come on man i made it in the world i made it you want to, like, meet up or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I, I tried to figure out who it was. And somehow I zeroed in on Kyle Arnold. And I was like, bruh, did you legit create a Facebook page of Hugh Jackman and send me a friend request? He would never confirm it. But, but he, he didn't deny it. So he didn't deny it, did he? <laughs> that little bastard played with my heart. Oh, so bad. So, Kyle, just know. I'm still uh, broken up over that all these years later. I bet. But those are our recommendations for the week. And like normal, go check them out. Let us know if you like them. And I think that's going to conclude episode four for today. Like I said, we're doing a spoiler review. We're recording it this upcoming Saturday, the 18th. So that should be out the week after. And also, Ghost of Tsushima comes out the 17th. And the review scores for it are very high. So now my hype has gone through the roof for this game. So excited to play it. I'm almost done with The Last of Us. Going to jump right in from that to go to Tsushima. I'm ready to, uh, as my co-host said last week, chop some heads off. Indeed. I'm ready as well. <laughs> but uh, we will catch y'all next time on Episode 5. <laughs>